Let's uh, turn to the Lord in prayer before we open his word. Oh, Father in heaven, we need thy word. We need it daily. We need it. Um, each one of us individually needs to take and, and read and meditate on it, but we need as a body, as a group of believers, to consider it and to meditate on it and, and have it change us. As we've heard already this morning, we've been challenged to to ask how we can use the gifts that we've been given. Dear Father, we know that this word is also effective to the saving of souls, and so we pray that that would be the case this afternoon. We ask boldly, dear Father, that this word would open the eyes of those that are blind, those that don't see their own condition, that, that um, are looking to go their own way, dear Father, and haven't even admitted that to, the, to themselves. Dear Father, we pray, dear Father, that thou wouldst uh, use this word and, and speak, uh, and we would hear, we would listen, and we would do and, and obey. Pray for our loved ones that aren't here, those that are sick, those that are suffering. As we just mentioned, Sister Sigurd, we pray for her. Pray for her peace of mind, her state uh, um, uh, of her soul, dear Father, but we pray for her physical body, too, that um, she would be healed. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this morning we heard about exercising gifts, uh, gifts that you have, that God has given you, and this is a bit tangential, but um, I think I got an email yesterday from a sister who we all know and, and love, um, who was exercising her gift, and she likes to memorize Bible verses, I think you know which sister that is, and uh, she just, I think there was, a, we had a discussion on Wednesday after CFG and uh, sent us a, a proverb that she'd found repeated twice in the book of Proverbs, verbatim, once in chapter 14 and once in chapter 16. And I'd like to meditate on that proverb with the Lord's help. So let's turn to the book of Proverbs. Um, it's in chapter 14, but we'll read some other proverbs too. Before we do that, just a moment to think. This isn't the, I looked into a little bit more, this isn't the only instance or, or time that a proverb is repeated verbatim pretty much in the book of Proverbs. There's at least six or maybe seven other examples. And you think, well, why is that the case? Any of us that teach children, we know that we have to repeat things often. And even as adults, we need to hear things often too. <laughs> And really, that's what the book of Proverbs is. It's a book of instructions. It's a, a collection that a father made for his son. That's how the book begins. And things need to be repeated. We need to hear them again and again. So of these maybe six or seven repeated verbatim uh, Proverbs, this one that the sister shared uh, with, with us, with Phil and me, I think is, it's maybe the, one of the most memorable, but certainly the most widely applicable. That's in Proverbs Chapter 14, verse 12. It's repeated in chapter 16, verse 25, too. And it's this. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Let's read that again. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way. 
You know, everyone has a way. Everyone has a set of values, goals for their life, their lives, and choices that they make that determine their way, the path that they go. Everyone does. And, and when you're a child that's it's not formed yet, those values in some ways are you're, you're, you're catching or they're being inculcated in you. Hopefully they're good values. And, but as we grow up, everyone has a way. And for some people, sadly, it could be just what they're going to do the next day. You know, that's their way. Just getting enough gratification, make things, make the pain go away for another day. And sad, sadly, that's the story of, of addiction often, is that you're just living to the next moment and, and, and just that's your way. Or you could be the other way, that you have a big long plan for 30 or 40 years ahead and you've got a big plan of your life and that's your way. That's, that's the way that you're going. Everyone has a way their values, their choices, the decisions they make, the goals. There is a way which seemeth right. Reminds me of Judges, the book of Judges, where the indictment on, on Israel was after they were in the promised land and this kind of diffused, this generation that arose that knew not the Lord and every man which did which was right in his own eyes. And this is, that's, that's really the story of mankind. It really is. From the earliest false religions to the, the present day most sophisticated, most modern social justice warrior or whatever, it's people doing what seems right to them what looks and feels right, what they think is right, what is the right way. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Everything will have an end. We heard it this morning. We live like it doesn't, but it won't but everything will have an end. Everything will have a conclusion. And what I take from this is that if you live according to your own dictates, to what you, on your own, absent what God says, you live according to your own dictates, the end result will be nothing, nothing good for you. You will live your life, you will die, and that will be it. It'll be it for you. It'll, it'll amount to nothing. You may think, oh, I'm going to bless people behind me and you know may, you may leave money or a, a big um, uh, philanthropic effort whatever but for you for the sake of your eternal goal, uh, uh, soul there will be no good in fact the opposite is death real final eternal death separation from the source of all good there is a way which seemeth right unto a man You know, this is human logic. It's, it's the reasoning where we, within ourselves, determine what is right and good. Where we don't take what the Bible says. You know, and that can be even the way of, 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 of a false religion in the sense of, of, of doing what looks good and right. And I, like the Pharisees, for instance. Or any one of us who would, who would come here through an empty show and not really meaning it. That is, again our own way of seeming and, and wanting to do what's right according to our standard and not according to God and, and what his word really says. And it will result in nothing. They will have no lasting value. Even while you live, it'll be an empty life. 
This is wisdom that needs to be repeated. We need to memorize. We need to learn. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. What's the contrast to this? Let's turn some chapters earlier to Proverbs 3. And this is a beautiful, let's read maybe the first 12 verses here. This is also really good to, to memorize. And I'm so thankful that that, uh, that sister has that zeal in her heart to memorize the word of the Lord. I think this is an encouragement and a gift that we can share with each other as we memorize these things, as we share these, these words from the Lord. This is how we can avoid that doing what's right in our own eyes. Proverbs chapter 3. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. And the one who's saying this is not really saying it's his law in the sense of he came up with it. He didn't make this or invent this. The reason he's saying this is it's, this is God's law. This is his word that he received, and this is what he really wants to pass on to his, his son, his child. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. These are the values that are important. This is the, 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 the real right way, not the way that seems right, the way that, that we would of our own selves judge what's good for us, but mercy and truth. Let them not forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Now, okay, this is the basis. It's not me what I think is right, but what God says is right, following that way is what will bring favor and good understanding. We will need so much mercy on this way. This is not the, the, the path of um, me just doing good works and, and following the Bible and being a good boy. No, no, no. We, anyone who's gone a little bit away on that path realizes I can't do it on my own. I need God's mercy. I need his truth. I need his transformational power. But this, this is the way of life. It's not the way that seems good to a man. Keep going here. These, this, this, these uh, verses, these next few verses, I remember still, um, they were on a postcard that we got after camp one year from a dear elder brother who taught, I think it was the 13-year-olds, every year at camp. And... Um, that was, he felt that was part of his calling, part of his exercising of his gift. And he would, after camp every year, he'd send a postcard, I think, to every class that went through. And I still have that postcard with these verses. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Here's the contrast. The way that seems right to me, and me not leaning on my own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. In the last two verses here, my son despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. These last two verses here, 
They speak to me of even as a Christian, as someone who claims to follow the Lord Jesus and not following my own way anymore, I can get off the path. I need to be corrected. The hymn that the brother chose, hymn 66 in the Zion's Harp, that's a song about correction. That was a song of admonishment to all of us. I think we could, we could do well to read those verses and reflect on them. This correction, this is how we assure that we are not following our own way and doing the thing that seems right to us because we get constantly corrected by God through his word, chastised, which is painful at times, but necessary. These crosses were in hymn 66, beautiful hymn. What's happening this afternoon in Richmond Hill is two young souls that are rejecting the way of doing what is right in their own eyes, the way that seems right to the natural man, and, and following God's way, and saying, I'm not gonna follow, I'm not gonna do things according to my way and what I think is right. I'm gonna do them according to God's way, what he says, what he calls me to. And you know what? Each one of us, I think deep down, each one of us knows what is the right thing to do. You know, this seemeth right, it's, it's deeper than just, oops, I made a mistake. You know, I thought something was good, but no, no. This, a man doing what seemeth right to him, but the end of the ways thereof are death, is a man that is repressing the truth that he knows deep down, is, is pushing it down. That's the Romans 1 indictment. And I think each one of us within ourselves knows deep down what is the right way, what, what the Lord wants me to do, the next step he wants me to take in faith. May God give us the grace to follow that way, to, to, to be obedient to it, to let go of the way that seems right to me, you know, the way that I justify to myself or the excuses that I make. Let, let go of them. Follow this Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Not Proverbs fourteen twelve or sixteen twenty five which ends in the ways of death. This is wisdom. This is the wisdom that, that Solomon gleaned, that David gleaned, that he passed on. And they had their faults. We, we know, we can read it. But the way of life, it's been made so much clearer in the New Testament. It's been laid out for us through the blood of Jesus Christ. May God uh, bless this short word and uh, help us to hide it in our hearts so that we might not sin against him. That we bow. Heavenly Father, it was not too long ago that we celebrated the joyous day of Easter, and yet here we find ourselves quickly, 50 days later in the season of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit descended upon the eleven, dear Father, and the Spirit himself united the, the known world at the time as the enemy tried to divide. We thank you again for this wonderful gift as we heard today, this morning, dear Father, the constant phrase, one to another, dear Father, as the Holy Spirit unified the known world. May he also unify us within this church here and churches that are preaching your word today, not only here, but all around the world. Once again, dear Father, we thank you as our Lord died and was resurrected and went to the depths of God forsakenness to gather us all up in the love that you share with the Father, dear Father. We thank you again for 
this gift of the Holy Spirit, dear Father, and his uniting power, and a power that absolutely destroys what the power to scatter that the enemy does to try to undermine what you're preaching. And we thank you again for what we've heard today. We're grateful for it, dear Father. May you write it on our hearts. We not forget this, dear Father, and not always to understand, dear Father, that the gift of the Holy Spirit is truly a gift and something that you've made for us to avail ourselves of. Much like your son, dear Father, not just to make a spectacle out of, but it's true help. It's help in times of need. It's times of joy, dear Father. We thank you again for all of what you've given us. It's all you know how to do. We thank you for it. And we treasure it each and every day, not only on Sundays. We thank you for the messages today, dear Father. We are grateful for them as we continue to pray for those in need. We've heard many today. That list is, it seems endless every single Sunday, dear Father. But we know our true rest lies in you. We thank you again for, for what we've heard today, dear Father, for the blessings we've had this week, and for those we've seen and those we haven't. We are uh, sincerely grateful for what you've given us each and every day. As we, uh, as we go on with our week, may we be bold and be, be thankful that you've placed us here to preach your word, dear Father, to live out your word, and to know that you are with us every step of the way. We thank you again for this. In Jesus' name, amen. That servant we heard about this morning was faced with that choice. He was told by the Lord, occupy till I come, and yet he did what seemed right to him, the, the thing that was seemed right in his own eyes. And for him, the end of that way was death. We are persuaded better things of each one here and of this assembly. And as we follow the Lord's way, as we listen to his voice, how he's going to direct us, these are the ways of life. We'll experience it here and now. We'll experience that abundant life as, as individuals, as an assembly. I'm convinced of that as we obey him, he will direct. There is power and um, riches beyond imagination, here and now. My friend outside of Christ, you are also faced with a choice today. It's whether you will continue to be in the driver's seat on the highway to hell, as it were, or whether you will let the Lord direct your life, follow his ways, his winding paths, Difficult, narrow, but leading heavenward, leading to uh, something so much better. May God help us not to, to rely on our own understanding this week, not to make decisions based on what seems right to us, but according to his word, according to what we've heard from his word today, how we need to be more engaged, more um, sensitive to the leading of his spirit, and uh, it will be a good end. With that, we commend you to God's grace in this body of Christ that we know is not a Sunday-only thing, but uh, we look forward to the days ahead, what the Lord will, how he will move and direct.